Thank you, Gloria, for that beautiful piece. If you haven't had a chance to attend Handel's Messiah, it plays every year in San Francisco at Davies Symphony Hall. It's all from Scripture. And you can follow along with the words, and it's fantastic. I recommend it highly. I've been so blessed by it. Should we just open in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we have in our hands the Bible, the Holy Bible, the Word of God, the Scriptures. And Lord, we thank you for giving us this teaching. And we pray that your Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts individually and personally today. And we pray that we will apply your word to our lives. And Father, we just pray that you'll hide me behind the cross, empower the message, and may it go forth and be an encouragement. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Last year was a tough year for me. I went through more last year physically than I had maybe all the other years of my life combined. So it was the worst year of my life, but it was also the best year of my life because the Lord showed himself so powerful through my problems that I had and through my surgery and my recovery that I'm so thankful. And when I got home from the hospital and I opened up a card that was sent to me from the church, And Janie McNeely is the one who sends out the Get Well cards and writes them for us. I was so encouraged. And on the front cover of the card, it read this. Courage stands tall in the midst of adversity. I love that. So I took the card and I put it up on my wall and I look at it every day. Because we need courage when we go through adversity. We need faith when we go through adversity. We need God's strength and power and his guidance when we go through adversity. And the title of our message today is Facing Adversity. Adversity is one of those kinds of things that's not if it's going to happen in your life. It's when it's going to happen in your life. And you can be assured and confident that with that adversity... God will give you the grace as he gave to me in whatever we go through. There's two certainties that I can be sure of for all of us in our life this year in 2023. We will face two things. Number one, adversity, but we will also have prosperity. And God knows exactly how much of each to give us in our lives. If he gives us too much adversity, we'll become discouraged. If he gives us too much prosperity, we will become proud and dependent on ourselves. So he knows exactly what to do in our lives through the adversity that we go through. In Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10, I read a while back and I was really moved by this verse. It says, if you faint... In the day of adversity, your strength is small. That really happened to the, to the disciples when they were out in that boat, in that ship, and Jesus was asleep, and, and they had this huge storm. And they 
were so terrified that they were going to die. And they said, Master, don't you care? We're perishing. And Jesus said to them, he, he's called their faith. He says, oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. All of us have faith, but sometimes at certain times we have little faith. The Lord wants to grow our faith. He wants it to be a strong, healthy, dynamic faith and for us to be able to face what adversities we go through. The definition of adversity, as found in the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary from 1828, I love this definition, an event or series of events which oppose success or desire, misfortune, calamity, affliction, distress, unhappiness. You could say that described Job's life pretty, pretty close, right? With all the things he had. It was a series of events that came upon him. Well, today we're going to look at three things. Number one, accepting adversity. Number two, overcoming adversity. And number three, benefiting from adversity. We must face it. Some people live in denial. They want to deny that this bad thing is happening. Just deny it altogether. Write it off. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to consider it. I'm not going to accept it. But that does no good. Because we need to accept it and we need to realize it comes from God. Whatever adversity it is, whether it's sent by God or, as in the case of Job, was allowed by God... It was for Job's good. It's for our good. And we have to accept adversity with the help of the Lord. In Job chapter 1 and verses 20 to 22, it says of him, after he experienced the first round of trials, it says, Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped. He worshipped God with all these things that happened to him. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It says, in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. So many times today when bad things happen, who's the first person that people blame? God. They blame God first. And then they may blame their spouse, their kids, their co-workers, their neighbors, and everybody else. But God sent it into our lives for our good. And it doesn't do any good to resist it. We must accept it and learn from it and profit from it. It's amazing what Job's wife said to him. In Job chapter 2 and verse 9, after he had experienced not only the first round of trial, which were all the things that he lost, but he also had boils that were on his body. For, it says from the top of his head to, or the crown of his head, all the way down to his feet. Boils. Painful boils. And yet, he didn't flinch spiritually. He didn't give up. He didn't curse God. But his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? 
curse God and die. She wasn't helping him. When someone's going through adversity, the worst thing you can do is find fault in them, blame them. It's your fault. This is why and that. And his wife acted very foolishly. We need to give comfort. We need to give help because our brothers and sisters sometimes go through adversity and we can encourage them by our example in their, to them. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. In adversity, the key thing is hope. There's hope. When there's hope, you can get through it. If someone's in prison, they have hope that they're going to be released. If someone's in a concentration camp like Corey Tinboom and her sister Betsy, they had hope. It was difficult, but Corey got through it, and she wrote the beautiful book and movie made after her life, The Hiding Place. Yes, Job said to his wife, and after this statement by Job, he might have had to sleep on the couch, or maybe be, <laughs> because listen to what he said to her. In Job chapter 2 and verse 10, but he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. In other words, if God has been good to us and given us so many things, should we not also accept adversity when it comes because he knows, like I said before, what we need. God has a plan in it. A man named Parnell Bailey visited an orange grove where an irrigation pump had broken down. The season was unusually dry, and some of the trees were beginning to die for lack of water. The man giving the tour then took Bailey to his own orchard, where irrigation was used sparingly. These trees could go without rain for another two weeks, he said. You see, when they were young, I frequently kept water from them. This hardship caused them to send their roots deeper into the soil in search of moisture. Now mine are the deepest rooted trees in the area. While others are being scorched by the sun, these are finding moisture at a greater depth. God knows if he did not give us adversity and trials and difficulties and problems, we wouldn't grow in our faith. We would get lax. And so he allows that to help us in our spiritual life. So not only is it important to accept the adversity, but our second point is to overcome adversity. Now you say, well, Dean, if you accept it, doesn't it seem contradictory that you would overcome it? But that's not right. Because God wants us to overcome it by continuing in his word, continuing in his prayer, continuing in the fellowship with the saints, continuing in our walk and not falling down and, and being disturbed. He wants us to trust in him. And I love what it says in Romans chapter 8 and verses 35 and 37. This is where we overcome it. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine 
or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Verse 37, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. His love will carry us through the adversity. His word will carry us through. He'll he'll be with us every step of the way. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Like in that beautiful poem, Footprints, where the man looked back at his life and for most of his life he saw two sets of footprints, the Lord's footprints and his footprints. But then he he noticed that for a while there, there was just one set of footprints. And he said, Lord, I thought you said you would never leave me. Why is there just one set of footprints in the sand? He said, the Lord responded to him, my child, I would never leave you. When there was just one set of footprints there, that is when I carried you. He carries his lambs in his arms, it says in Scripture. He loves us so much. He'll carry us through the adversity so we can not only accept it, but we can can overcome it. We can overcome the adversity. And when we do overcome it, we give all the glory and all the praise to God. That is what's so exciting about it. When we go through hard times, when we go through physical problems or mental or emotional or spiritual or whatever it is, some dark days may come. The sun may not shine, but the Lord is with us. And eventually, one day or another, that adversity will end. We'll overcome it. And God will do marvels in our lives, wonders in our lives, when we trust in him because his plan is best and he gives us the grace to overcome the adversity. Whenever the Lord sends a problem, he'll send the solution. It may take a day or two or a week or a month or a year sometime, but we trust in him. Remember, David had much adversity through the hands of Saul, the king, who wanted to kill him. And later on, his own son, Absalom, wanted to kill him, but he overcame it. And it says in 2 Samuel 4, 9, But David answered Rechab and Bena, his brother, the sons of Rimmon, the Berethite, and said to them, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from all adversity. Some adversity? Most adversity? All adversity. And you know what? We all graduate from the university of adversity. <laughs> I mean, one day when we get to heaven, we're going to receive our diploma. And he's going to say to us, well done, my faithful servant. You have not only served me, but you have walked with me. You have carried the cross. You have borne the cross. You have borne the pain and the sorrow and the difficulties. And now come into my presence forevermore. The best way to overcome adversity is always like we sang in that hymn is to trust in the Lord to help us to overcome it. And I came up with an acronym, which is PRAY, P-R-A-Y, and they're going to put it up on the screen. P is for pursue the Lord's guidance and strength through the adversity. R is for reading the word and claiming God's promise. A is for always putting on the whole armor of God. And why is for yielding fully to the Lord. So remember that little acronym when you go through 
some tests and storms and trials. P-R-A-Y, pursue, read, always, and yield. Going through adversity is never easy. In the early 20th century, a London newspaper carried an advertisement that ran, Men wanted for hazardous darkness and constant danger. Safe return, doubtful. Honor and recognition in case of success. The ad signed by the famous Arctic explorer, Sir Ernest Shackleton, brought inquiries from thousands of men. Warren Worsby, in his book, Be Faithful, said this, If Jesus Christ had advertised for workers, the announcement may have read something like this. Men and women wanted for difficult task of helping building my church. You will often be misunderstood, even by those working with you. You will face constant attack from an invisible enemy. You may not see the results of your labor, and your full reward will not come until your work is completed. And it may cost you your home, your ambitions, and even your life. Would you sign up? You know, when they sign you up, Vince, right, in the Army or Navy, Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard, whatever it is, and they have you take the oath, right? They don't tell you necessarily all that you're going to go through, right? They don't tell you all the details of boot camp or all the details of fighting against the enemy or all the somewhat non-tasty meals you're going to get and all these things, they don't tell you all those details when they sign you up. Jesus does. He says when he calls us to be disciples, he tells us exactly what we're going to go through. And he wants committed, dedicated followers who are follow, even through persecution and adversity and difficulty. And that's exactly what the disciples in the New Testament did. And that's exactly what we need to go through as well. And finally, we need to accept the adversity, we need to overcome the adversity, and we need to benefit from the adversity. The benefits of adversity are great. More than in prosperity. Psalm 119 and verse 67 says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You know, when you go through affliction. It draws you closer to the Lord. You pray with a new sense of urgency and fervor and enthusiasm. You realize that you need the Lord so much. That doesn't oftentimes happen when you're going through prosperity. Oh, I'll say a quick prayer here, quick prayer there. I'll pray when I'm, when I'm in trouble, when something really bad is happening. No, we should be praying all the time. Pray without ceasing. And we should benefit from the adversity. God doesn't just send it to us. He wants us to learn from it. It's good for us. I think about that song from, by Julie Andrews that she sang in The Sound of Music. It's one of my favorite movies. And one of the songs says this, Just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. The medicine go down. The medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down in a quite delightful way. And she was singing to these kids, and she had them all singing. But there's a real lesson for that. 
When God sends an adversity, he's going to send it with a spoonful of sugar. He's going to send it with his grace and his mercy so that we can get through it and we can glorify him and we can grow in our lives. Adversity drives us to our knees and in dependence on the Lord, we cling to him tighter and tighter. We sang in that hymn this morning, singing, if my way is clear, praying, if the path is drear, if in danger for him call, trusting Jesus, that is all, trusting as the moments fly, trusting as the days go by, trusting him whate'er befall, trusting Jesus, that is all. When I think of somebody that overcame adversity, I think of Joseph in the Old Testament. Joseph in the Old Testament was taken by his brothers. He was thrown into a pit. Then they decided to sell him into slavery to the Midianites. Then they took him into Egypt. He was sold to Potiphar. We know the story. He ended up getting put into prison, falsely accused, put into prison. And then... God brought him out and raised him up to be the prime minister, to be second in command over all of Egypt. And it was such a blessing for him. But he went through so much adversity and he never gave up. And God blessed him through it all. And when those brothers, when he was talking to his brothers after his father passed away and Joseph said to his brothers, but as for you, you meant it for evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is this day to save many people alive. Joseph didn't look at the adversity as bad. He saw it as a blessing that he would save his brothers, his father and all his family and the whole world. And Jesus considered it a blessing. All the adversity he went through. His rejection, his crucifixion, he died in our place on the cross and he considered it to be a good thing. He said, it says, oh, for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and it sat down at the right hand of God. Paul also saw God's hand in his adversities. He wrote in Philippians 1.12, but I want you to know, brethren, that, these, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. He saw God's hand in it. He was in prison for many days, so what did he do? Pout and sulk and, and uh, uh, say, why me? No, he wrote letters like to Philippians and Colossians and all these great letters in the, in the New Testament that encourage us so much. He wrote them while he was in prison. He suffered great adversity. But he came through it with the Lord. So may the Lord help us today to accept our adversity as from him, to not resist it, but to accept it, knowing that God has a plan, God has a reason, he knows what he's doing, and he never fails. I love that hymn that says, Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never fails. He didn't fail me. He, didn't, he doesn't fail you. He won't ever fail us. He'll be with us. And may the Lord help us to overcome our adversity in his strength, in his power, led by his word, 
praying every day, clinging to the Lord, trusting in him. And may we learn from the adversity, not just let it slip and pass through, but may we learn from it that how much God loves us, how strong he is to take care of us, and he will carry us through this year. I'm going to conclude by what someone wrote on the five main benefits of problems. Number one, problems often provide us with greater opportunities. Number two, problems can promote our spiritual maturity. Very important. Number three, problems prove our integrity. Number four, problems produce a sense of dependence. And number five, problems prepare our hearts for ministry to be more empathetic toward others. You know, when you go through adversity and you know what it feels like and you go through the pain and you know what it feels like and you lose your job maybe and you know what it feels like, then you can help others through it. You can say, I made it. If anyone uh, loses their job, I can tell you this right now, it happened to me, not once, not twice, about well, maybe even more than three times. I mean, I think it's about three times altogether. But every time the Lord helped me up and gave me another job, and like Mike Hyde says, it's always a better job. And the Lord is so good. He is so good. So shall we just thank and praise him? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the adversity that you allow in our lives and what you're doing in our lives to grow us and mature us in Christ and help us to love you more. Help us to pray more, to read your word more, to share with others what you're doing in our lives, to witness and testify of your saving grace. And we pray, Lord, that you will help us to be vessels for honor, fit for the master's use. And Lord, the more we go through difficult times, the more it's going to mature us and grow us in our faith. And we just pray that you will dismiss us with your blessing. Help us to meditate on these things. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.